Hello! Welcome, I've already forgotten my intro. How I do? Hello? There we go. Hello, and welcome to episode 5, all about chapters 5 and 6 of The Fellowship of the Ring, being the fifth part of That's What I'm Talking About. Clay, if that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I'm over it at this point. And today I am joined by my friend, Bethany. Welcome, Bethany. Hello. If our audio sounds a bit weird, it's because we are... (laughs) So this is my first guest that I've had in person with me. So we don't have to Skype. So we're just sitting next to each other, getting very cozy around my microphone. And then I also reserved us a room at the public library. And um, I did an oopsie. And recorded a room that has a sign that says, please be aware that the study rooms are not soundproof and voices easily carry outside the room. So, um... It's free entertainment for the people at the library. That's true. Well, at the same time, when I booked this room, it said, like, occupancy, six people. So, theoretically... And we are in the teen court. By the way, I should add, we are in teen Teen study room A. So, I should add that, theoretically, this room should be able to handle six teenagers, which there's no way six teenagers are going to be quiet, oh. so. And if this sounds too quiet, this will just be the ASMR episode. I don't think my voice is built for ASMR, but <laughs> anyway. So, yes. Welcome. Welcome. Um, Bethany, why don't you tell me and the folks listening at home, how did you get into Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings, the movies, came out when I was, I think, in kindergarten. I was obviously not old enough to watch them when they first came out, but my whole family was obsessed and they would like put the movies on but send me up to bed and I'd have to lay there and listen to the most epic movie ever, like right below my bed. So I watched the movies first and loved them and then read the books in middle school, I think, because I'm kind of a dork, (laughs) but, and I love the books too, but for different reasons. Did you read The Hobbit first or did you read... The Lord of the Rings. I read Lord of the Rings first, and then I never really liked The Hobbit. I think I'd read The Hobbit (gasps) for school. I know, I know. No, I mean, no, because you're like, uh, like pretty much every person I've talked to now has been like, oh yeah, I read The Hobbit first, like a normal person is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, because The Hobbit movies came out after the Lord of the Rings movies, I thought it was like a reverse Star Wars thing Mm -hmm. where he did Lord of the Rings and then wrote The Hobbit later. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know until like starting this podcast that technically you're supposed to read The Hobbit first. (laughs) I mean, you can. I I already knew like Bilbo and the dwarves and everything. Yeah. Lord of the Rings is a lot more adventurous and grand. And I think after reading that, I was a little bored with The Hobbit. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe I did I did this wrong because when I <laughs> you're gonna get everybody hype and then and they're, then they're not gonna want to do the Hobbit. I, I know, right? <laughs> Oops. Oh well. You know what? We're we're learning. We're learning it's okay. as we Different. go. I mean, somebody will probably tweet at me that I'm horrible for not nah. liking the Hobbit. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. Oh, it was like my first like hater comment was I posted oh. something about like it was a meme of. Was anyone going to tell me that there was a Lord of the Rings series on Prime in the works, or was I just going to have to find that out myself? Mm-hmm. And someone commented on it and was like, yeah, this has been a thing for a while. And I was like, well, okay. I've only known about Lord of the Rings for a month. Right, so. right. <laughs> it's like that um, person on Twitter. Yeah, don't worry. I think it was Instagram, too, which is oh. which makes me sad, because oh. I always picture Instagram to be like the safe coveted place. place. Yeah, it's yeah. a happy place. Speaking of Instagram, mm-hmm. look at how good I am at segues. This question comes from my friend Olivia. Hi Olivia, shout out. Would Gandalf and Dumbledore be pals? If so, what would they talk about? Oh gosh. I think I think they'd be pals. I yeah. think they would be great pals because they are they'd be exactly like alike. Sassy friends. I oh feel my like. gosh. I feel like I feel like Dumbledore would be a lot more whimsical and Gandalf would be like Okay, bye. <laughs> and, like, peace out without no. letting Dumbledore know. Because like, that's the only context I have for Gandalf at this point, is that he, he drops a bomb and then and then leaves. <laughs> I feel like Gandalf would get along really well with Fred and George, too, because they have fireworks <gasps> the fa- in common. Well, it's, it's great that you say that, because when I was in the first chapter, I, with Gandalf's fireworks for Bilbo's um, birthday party, I 
100% was just picturing, like, the fireworks that they do in the fifth movie, mm. which is deplorable, by the way. Let's all just agree on that. <laughs> the fifth Harry Potter movie is... Mm, we can skip it. Except for the end, when they do the firework. Yeah, and there's mm. even... They even have a firework of a dragon. Right. Um, and I, yeah, but I was just like picturing Gandalf's fireworks to be like that, but on steroids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I feel, or I feel like Fred and George would like seek Gandalf out and they would like use an extendable oh, yeah. ear to like eavesdrop on his and Dumbledore's conversation or mm-hmm. something. Try to pick up some magic tips from him. Yeah. Or I don't know, maybe, maybe Gandalf and Dumbledore would be like, I have this young boy who I've given a horrible task. They should meet up and chat about that for a bit or something. Oh, so then do you think Harry and Frodo would get along? I think so, but I think Harry would be annoyed with Frodo. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, thank you for that question, Olivia. If you want to send me a question like that or about the chapter that we'll be discussing that week, you can send a DM to at TolkienAboutPod on Instagram or Twitter. So now moving um, into chapter five. Oh, if I didn't say it already, uh, we are covering chapter five and six today because five is kind of short. And even though six is a little bit longer, not that much happens in six either. So um, we'll just jump right into chapter five, A Conspiracy Unmasked. Which sounds a lot more ominous than it is. It really does, yeah. I 100% thought that, like, we'd be finding out, like, oh, the writers are, like, we've uncovered what the writers are. And we, you know, Gandalf would show up and be like, I don't know, reveal something huge. And we'd learn more about what was going on. No, we Mm -hmm. just find out that Frodo's friends have been spying on him for several months Mm -hmm. without Frodo knowing. And that they just know everything. Yep. And honestly, we could move on to chapter six. That's about right it. There, That's the whole right chapter, there, essentially. As, yeah, nothing happens. So anyway, but yeah, starting right off, they have just met up with Mary after being separated. And Bethany, I had a theory at oh. the end of last chapter yes. that the that um, the Mary that met them on the path is actually a black rider in disguise. Oh, bum, bum, bum. I'm not, I was like, I'm like 99% sure that's not actually it. But the way he, it was like this one word that said he suddenly diminished down to hobbit size. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. Wasn't that... I mean, that was kind of the way that they wrote it. Yeah, so they wrote it... He's, like, shrouded, right? And they're already freaked out. Yeah. That's what... Yeah, They he wrote it to be very, like, ominous and Mm -hmm. spooky. And you're like, ooh, a black rider's coming. And then Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, it's just Mary. And then... Yeah, and I was like, or is it? (laughs) So I was... Black riders can turn into hobbits! Yeah, I was like, I have this wild theory that um he's actually a black rider that the mary we are with currently is actually Mm -hmm. a black rider in disguise and he's trying to like gain the trust but um i think if it was a black rider in disguise he Mm -hmm. would have done something by the time they got into the house so um there goes that theory i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) cut that theory short yeah (laughs) it's a good thought but um yeah so they arrive in I don't know where, honestly. Buckland? Buckland, yeah. Is that where they are? It is. I ranted a lot about maps last time oh, because the map in my maps. book is not great and I have no idea where they are. We're at still any in the Shire. Time. Are we? We are still in the Shire. Are yes. we? Because they cross the river and Sam stops and looks back behind him and it says something like as if as if to take farewell of the Shire. Oh. So are they leaving the Shire? Let's should see. I get should I give you a, a page like yeah. I'm in? I mean it's I page Let's see if I have a map. Ninety nine. I don't I know. Buckland was in the Shire, thing. but I could be wrong. Wait, your map looks I quite better cool than maps. mine. I've got the I don't know what translation or year this is. It's got cool maps. I need that. There's too many of them. I don't know which one to look at. Because uh, my, on. yeah, so I literally only have one. Wait, maybe another map. Well, this is great for an auditory <laughs> experience. Flip. Us flipping through pages Ooh, looking look at for that. maps. You can't see it. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we can. can. Anyway, so so chapter five starts off with a not so subtle history lesson mm-hmm. from Tolkien. Mm-hmm. And we learn about kind of the first Bucklanders, as it were, and mm-hmm. where they came from and stuff. And is it important that I need to know all of this lineage stuff? Because no. I get that Tolkien was really into it, but every time he kind of breaks off on an aside and goes into the family history and mm-hmm. paints the family tree and, and every and talks about their origins, I'm like, it, 
but do I do I need to know this Tolkien? Could we perhaps be describing what Frodo looks like? <laughs> could we? That's all up to the imagination. Could we perhaps be? explaining a little bit better where we are because there's 20 billion different names that they're using. It's like Buckland, Rivendale, the Brandywine, the, the, and I'm like, I don't know where we are. I don't know what those mean. Tagging along. The, the old hall, the wood hall. I don't know. No, so you yeah. need to know the history of Gore and Dad, old book. Yes. Apparently. I'm so glad you said that first because <laughs> I don't know. I would like to note that it's, Tolkien points out that the Bucklanders are the more peculiar mm-hmm. of the hobbits, and it says um, that the other hobbits consider the Bucklingers half foreigners, as it were. Mm-hmm. And we find out that it's because they were fond of boats, and some of them could swim. Oh yes, and very I, rare for the hobbits. I know, and I love that. That's what makes them weirdos. Mm-hmm. Is they're like, oh no, we don't, we don't do water. No, 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 no. we don't, we don't talk to crazy uncle, <laughs> crazy uncle Phil. He has a boat. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah, that's too much. Like, (laughs) they touch the water. Did you know that? (laughs) They go in for recreation. fun. And fun. What is this nonsense? Maniacs. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But it's... I believe this is where Mary's people are from. Oh, is it? I think so. So he's a little... Yeah, it does. Yeah, too. it does point out that like Mary and Pippin and Frodo know mm-hmm. this part of the land mm-hmm. a little bit because this is where Frodo was before he went to go live with Bilbo. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think I made the connection though that the reason Mary knows this area is because he. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess so kind of a nice little. All right, Tolkien. But... All right, I see what you're doing. <laughs> I guess I get it. Paint a picture for you. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> So they have crossed the ferry, and yes, so it note, yeah, notes that Sam looks back, but then he says, oh, do you see something? And this is real creepy. Mm-hmm. It says, it looked like a dark black bundle left behind, but as they looked, it seemed to move and sway this way and that as if searching the ground. Then it crawled or went crouching back, back into the gloom beyond the lamps. Mm-hmm. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just imagining the, like, voldemort cloak from the Sorcerer's Stone movie mm-hmm. that they come across in the Forbidden Forest, and he's, like, eating the unicorn blood. Oh, yeah. And it's just this, like, wispy, cloaky figure mm-hmm. that is hovering over the ground, and then it kind of just, like, sway. I'm doing all of these hand motions, <laughs> listeners, that do nothing to help you. Yeah, waving around and exactly what Tolkien says, (laughs) that it seemed to sway this way and that. And then it crawled or went crouching. And that's very creepy. It's so gross, too. Like, just think of, like, a bug or something like that. Yeah, it's very, yeah. And, yeah, very, like, you don't, they're glad to be on the other side Mm -hmm. of the river, I'm sure, by now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then immediately followed by... What in the Shire is that? exclaimed Mary. So this is my question. Is what in the Shire their swear word? <laughs> I am not an expert on Hobbit swears. Because. I cannot. So in the last, I'm like, I'm like <laughs> sitting back. <Prepared. laughs> I'm like, let me get out my sources and my APA citations. Right, right. <laughs> so in the last chapter, Old Man Maggot, mm-hmm. he was talking to the Black Rider and said, now what in the Shire could that a fellow wanted? Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to the audiobook at first, I was like, oh, he said, like, what in the Shire? Like, now, what in the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Does he want? And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. He meant, like, what could be located in the, in the Shire. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. That wasn't a swear mm-hmm. word. But that would be funny if it was. And yeah. then it happens again. And he said, and Mary says, what in the Shire is that? So, yeah. so... Does this, do you recall if this, like, phrase pops up a lot more in the future? I don't recall if it does or not. I mean, I guess it would make sense. I don't know. Okay. I guess, like, it could say what in the world, maybe the Shire. That's, that's all there is to it. Yeah, what in the world is that? And their world their is world the Shire. Is the Shire, I guess. I that know. makes so much sense. I'm a little intrigued now by Hobbit swears. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there's, but, but that's the thing is, water. I don't think they would have. See, that's why I was like, there's no way this is their version of a swear because mm-hmm. I don't imagine the Hobbits to be the kind of people to have swear words. Oh, that's true. They're very like sweet. Like maybe the Saxville Bagginses would have some kind of yeah. swear words, but it would be like 
like their version of swearing would be like in fourth grade when you would go like right. H-E double hop hockey sticks right. and everyone would go nugget. like oh <laughs> wait did you say chicken nugget i had a kid tell me that one time i was babysitting she's like miss bethany he said a potty word go what he called me a chicken nugget it's like yes. out of my face it's like one um how dare you insult chicken nuggets <laughs> right? like it's that like, i love chicken nuggets chicken That's nuggets are by no means a potty word <laughs> oh yeah so mary that's right Mary is very alarmed because he hasn't experienced the Black Riders. And he oh, doesn't, that's right. Because yeah. he wasn't with them when they were following him, so he has no idea because they literally just met up and they haven't even gotten a chance to explain. So I love how there's this very creepy, ominous figure in the background, mm-hmm. and Mary's like, what is that? And mm-hmm. Frodo just goes like, oh, don't worry about that. Let's just leave. Right. Like, <laughs> Let's go inside right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like... Um, just don't worry your pretty little head. We'll, right. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that. Coffee. Yeah, we'll talk about that soon enough. Come mm-hmm. along now. Right. So they go inside. Um, I do love that they, uh, uh, Mary asks, have you had supper? And they said, yes, we have, but we'll have we another. With another. Yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> so can do it for more food. Exactly. Yes. And then what is it with the mushrooms? And he's like, oh, you don't want any more of these, right? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and he was, sorry, listeners, my pen cap just went flying across. Things at me. Gosh, I, you can't see it, but I'm waving my hand around with this obnoxious finger brace on because I smashed my finger. Again. And it, yeah, again, I did this like a year and a half ago, and it's mostly annoying because it really hurts and it's numb and it's definitely very sore, but there's like not a single scratch on it. Like it's the worst. The way I slammed my fingers, like it hurt so bad. I was like, oh my gosh, my fingernails have been ripped off. Like this is awful. And then I looked down and like there wasn't even like any there wasn't blood and I was like, okay, well it'll for sure like bruise up mm-hmm. in an hour. So, like, no, if I'm gonna nothing, go through all this pain, nothing. I'm gonna get something yeah, out of it. Yeah, and it's know? especially annoying because it's my pointy finger it's the tip of my Aww. pointer finger, my right hand, and I'm right hand do you know how hard it is to yeah. tight? When you, yes, I'm just like flopping my, gosh, I can't use my hand. It's to jam my fingers all the time. You have to like tape them together. Yeah, that's what it, yeah. It's what I did yesterday and I was trying to like gesture to something at the restaurant we were at last night and I like, I don't know, I forgot that my fingers were taped together Mm -hmm. and the waitress just kind of like laughed at me and I was like, okay, sorry. Um, what were we talking about? Mushrooms. We were talking about mushrooms. (laughs) Hobbits are very protective of their mushrooms. Yes, they are. Or at least... (laughs) Frodo is. Yeah, Frodo. he's like, yeah, I love how they're like, oh, these are for all of us. And he's like, they are mine. Right? <laughs> he's like, old farmer Maggot's wife gave them to me. And then it's Which, like, isn't Frodo like the oldest chair. Supposed to be like the most mature of the hobbits. Yeah. Well, that's what's the fun- elder of the Yeah, group. well, that's what fu- what's funny is in the previous chapter, we find out that um, Frodo was afraid of Farmer Maggot because he got caught several times mm-hmm. as a youth. Um, stealing mushrooms from his farm. He has a long love of yeah. mushrooms. Yeah. Which, um, are these just normal mushrooms, Frodo? <laughs> Is there something else Norman. going on? We're getting all the adult content in this episode. Hmm. Hobbit swears and the... Yes, so they go into Frodo's house, and they all take a bath, mm-hmm. and sing songs. yes, I wrote, is Pippin an actual, he is an actual child, because you can hear him he, in the yeah. other room singing, he's and like, young. he's splashing all over the place, and they yeah. make a note that like, the floor has been flooded. Mm-hmm. Pippin's the best, he's like, I'm so excited to see what you think of these characters as you get to know them more, but I just love Pippin so much. Yeah, I know that Pippin is a fan favorite mm-hmm. because someone on Instagram sent me a message saying, for ask, when I asked for questions, someone sent me a message saying, who's the best hobbit, Pippin or Pippin? <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm interested to see... Um, <clears throat> what else they do that maybe will make me... It's not that I don't like them. It's just no, that... You're just, you're just meeting them. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just meeting really. them. And I'm just like, they're just kind of like, I don't know, the fun guys that are there yeah. to sing songs, apparently. Which, second note, mm-hmm. do the Hobbits have a song for every single occasion? Yep. Like, they sing all, all the time. time. So this, this is a very random reference, everyone. <laughs> so just hold your horses. I'm getting there. So, what I, like, all of a sudden thought of is, there's this SNL sketch where Zac Efron was hosting her Mm -hmm. on as a guest. And the sketch is them graduating from the high school in High School Musical. Oh my gosh, I remember that. And he's giving the valedictorian speech and is like, guys, I have to prepare you. 
they don't sing out outside of high school. This is right. the only, like, in college, they don't sing. And everyone is, like, shocked yeah. and they're horrified. Yeah. And he's like, and what's worse is, as far as I can tell, we are the only high school in America yes. that sings. Yes. Well, he's like, do you want to know what happened when I went on a college visit and I started singing? People just stared at me. I stood there singing about my feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm just imagining is going to happen when they get outside the Shires. They're going to start singing and like the elves. The elves are going to be like, like, what what are you you doing? We don't know these people. (laughs) And they're going to be like, can you walk like 20 feet behind us? Spoiler alert. The elves are real into songs too. Oh, there's a lot of singing in these oh books. My oh, and then third question. Yeah. Why is there any like so for Harry Potter there's wizard rock. Like wizard rock bands or at mm-hmm. least they're what they were like really popular back in the day when mm-hmm. the books were like at their peak and stuff. So are there like are there any and maybe if there aren't already any, I don't know, Hobbit rock bands, like there should be because the content is already here. Hobbits seem more like folk Rock. Tolk. Okay, well, maybe Country, it's a, maybe it's like a bluegrass yeah, yeah. band. You know, who who knows? I don't. Know. I'm, I'm just saying that. Like, of all the of all the like things to start a band for, like mm-hmm. a I don't know, a, a yeah, for like all the books or series or worlds to write songs for or mm-hmm. start a band over. I feel like I feel like Lord of the Rings lends itself pretty well because a lot of the songs are already written for you. Yeah. Then again, one of them is about like taking a bath so I don't know they're just really into songs yeah I don't know if I'd I don't know you if know want to like do a top hits do the the floss that's what the kids oh. do these days <laughs> can you floss to the can you floss to Pippin's bath song yeah exactly is that what you're asking me <laughs> yeah probably I don't know send or, us your videos listener yeah <laughs> yeah if you send me a video of um, you flossing to the bath song, I will do nothing. I will like it and retweet it. That's probably it. That's fair. That's probably more than Yes. It. Yeah. <laughs> so they have dinner, and then what's his name? Fatty McGee. Fatty Bulger. <laughs> that's okay. So that's something I remember distinctly from reading this as a child. Was I was like twelve and thought things like that were hilarious. Oh, there are multiple characters in this book fatty. named Fatty. You're kidding! It's like, what are you doing? This is like high literature right here. I guess and you it was, your name and people Fatty. I guess it just had like a different. He didn't think I it guess. was that weird then. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I mean, if you want to talk about words that he like, he uses the word queer oh, all, all the time. The time. Oh, yeah. every, like every time I read it, I'm mm. like. <laughs> It's not the same. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's okay, it's okay. He didn't mean it. <laughs> Which, honestly, I don't want to go digging too much into to find out what Tolkien's stance was on stuff, because I feel like that'll just ruin things. He was like alive in the 40s. Don't you know, honestly, it. that's why, like, that's where J.K. Rowling went wrong, is 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 she has Twitter and Tolkien doesn't. And, and <laughs> oh my maybe... gosh, if Tolkien had Twitter, all his tweets would be in, like, his own languages, I feel like. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Man. He and C.S. Lewis would be, like... I feel like they would just oh, be, were, it would just be like one long continuous Twitter thread of them like them replying. But yeah, that just yep. them back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they eat dinner and Mary and Fatty Bulger are like, so what happened? Mm-hmm. Like what y'all look pretty freaked out when we met you. And Frodo's not really saying anything. And Pippin's like, well, I'll say it mm-hmm. and goes into the story. And Sam chimes in every now and then. And then I like the note that. Frodo just sits there silently. So moody. Yeah, he's like, staring into the fire. Yeah, well, I'm not even th- imagining it him being moody. I'm just imagining it him being like, if I say nothing, maybe they'll forget about all this weird stuff that's oh, happened. Oh, like trying to hold the secret. Yeah, in maybe like, he's, like, he's like, if I say, if I don't say anything, they'll forget about it, and then we can just like have more mushrooms. Right. And, and then we don't have to talk about the ring it's or the like, riders. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, what a How weird coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> So then Pippin, like, roasts him. Not roasts. What did I say? Oh, I wrote down, get him, Pippin. Get him. Because Pippin says, but the time has come for him to open out. So far, we have been giving nothing more to go on than Farmer Maggot's guess that it has something to do with old Bilbo's treasure, which is accurate. And that's what opens Frodo up. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
Oh, yeah, and he's like, Maggot does not know anything, which um, he does. Yeah. So let's calm down there, Frodo. Which also, how does he know anything about Bilbo's ring? Who, Maggot? Yeah. Um, well, I'm assuming he doesn't say, oh, I think it's that ring he always wore. I, uh, he comments on, I suspect all this trouble you're in is because of Bilbo's treasure. Because I'm... Oh, I'm assuming yeah. that everyone in the Shire, when he came back from The Hobbit, knows that Bilbo's loaded now. Mm-hmm. He has, like... I'm just imagining if anyone's ever been on, like, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride <laughs> at Disney World, at the very end of it, it's, like, Jack Sparrow sitting in a tre- like on a throne in just, like, a huge treasure, treasure room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, that's what I'm imagining Bilbo's treasure to be the size of. And so mm-hmm. for a quiet little Hobbit to leave the Shire and then come back... Which, by the way, I love that they thought, like, he was going to die and so they like or at least the sex feel bad i think that's what what i picked up on is that they thought he wasn't gonna come back so they're like we'll just have bag end thank you very much (laughs) and they were real salty when he came back Mm -hmm. um but yeah so i imagine that everyone in the shire knows about his treasure and then i guess i don't know how they would assume that maybe maybe like because you know bilbo left several years earlier than this they think like, oh, he's run into trouble and that's why he ran away or something. I don't know. But I mean, I guess it's just kind of like Bilbo went out and ha- now has this huge thing that he wasn't really supposed to have or like isn't natural for hobbits mm-hmm. to have. Yeah, and so yeah. I don't. I guess that's not a stretch for Maggot to be like, I think it has something to do with that treasure of his, which yeah. he, he is not wrong. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Mary is also not wrong because... <laughs> Mary knows everything. Oh, my, I was reading my notes and I put, come to find out Frodo is awful. I was like, what? What did I write? He's Aww. awful. And then on the next line, at pretending like everything is normal. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> yes, Frodo is awful at pretending like everything is normal yeah. and fine and dandy because mm-hmm. this is the conspiracy that is unmasked. Mm-hmm. Is that they've known all along. Mm-hmm. Like way more than they showed you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they they know all along that um sorry, every time someone like comes near, I'm just good. expecting them to come They're like not looking at I, I don't think I've ever been hushed been shished by a librarian before. Oh, that'd be really awkward. But we maybe we could introduce her and ask her what she thinks about these chapters. Oh my gosh, yes. Special guest appearance. Yes, we'll do that, listeners. If a librarian (laughs) comes in and asks us to be quiet, I'll ask if they want to talk about Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Be loud with us. Who's your favorite hobbit? Pippin or Pippin? Pippin. They know everything and it's been their secret mission to um, go with Frodo and kind of keep an eye on him because they know him and they know, because Frodo all the meanwhile has been like, this is too dangerous. Like mm-hmm. you guys, I shouldn't have dragged you into this. You shouldn't know all this. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And they know him well enough that to know that that's a bad idea. And and they need he needs them and and vice versa and everything. Mm-hmm. And I love this wonderful little quote. Mary says, "You can trust us to stick to you through thick and thin to the bitter end." And you can trust us to keep any secret of yours closer than you can keep it yourself. <laughs> but you cannot trust us to let you face trouble alone or go off without a word. We are your friends, Frodo. Aww. Such solid friends. I know, yeah. Like, real friends bros. Like and this is why I'm under the assumption that every single hobbit is a Hufflepuff. <laughs> do, you oh. have any, do you have any comments I feel, otherwise? Yeah, I feel like you could put all of the, like, races... Like, the hobbits are very Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. The elves, I think, would be Ravenclaw. Yeah. The that's men are probably, like, oh, Gryffindor. Gryffindor. I guess the wizards can be Slytherins. I was going to say, watch what, you say watch, what, yeah, watch what you say about the Slytherins. the Slytherins. <laughs> just because they're evil doesn't mean <laughs> that they're Slytherins. And just because... And just because, you know, you don't like someone doesn't mean they're Slytherin. Just because someone isn't Slytherin doesn't mean it. With your not all Slytherins. So <laughs> Hashtag not all Slytherins. <laughs> I, I do, I did note that one of my favorite things that they talk about is how Mary found out about the ring. Mm. Um, and it's because he saw Bilbo use it when the Saxville Bagginses were approaching right. him. Which is a really great <laughs> reason to use a weapon of evil. Yeah, I just love that. That, like, that's how he saw Bilbo with the ring. Is like, the Saxville Bagginses were approaching him and Bilbo was like, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. Put the ring on. And then later on, Mary was like, where did he go? And then he popped up out of nowhere and mm-hmm. had the ring had the in his ring. Yeah. 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 So I just thought, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, just fun little quick details like mm-hmm. that that Tolkien is pretty good at, I'd mm-hmm. say. 
Oh, and then Mary, you know, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, because every single note that I've written down has been like Mary this, Mary that. Maybe I like him. Mary more. Mary's awesome too. Maybe really like, yeah. Maybe I like Mary more because I he, mean Pippin's better, but yeah. So Mary, Mary comments that he once snuck a peek at Bilbo's like diary or journal or something. Yeah, but Mary's just he into everything. But he didn't like he didn't he didn't look at it long enough to get a good glance or anything, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> And then he says, let's see. Oh, Mary asks, I wonder what became of it. I should like another look. Have you got it, Frodo? And he asks for, like, of the things that are a priority right now. Right. Mary, Mary is like, oh my, do you have his journal? Because I'd love to have I'd read love it to again. Read the yeah, I'd love to read it in depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, maybe have a podcast about it. Right. <laughs> Take uh, a couple weeks off of this journey again. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, then I wrote down, does Mary never stop? Because it just feels like it's been nonstop antics with him. He's just on top of things. He's only been in, in, I mean, he was in the story for a bit, for like a little bit of chapter two. And then this is the first time we've really, we're really with Mary for mm-hmm. a bit. So yeah, maybe I like Mary more. Mary's great. I support you liking Mary. They're both good, I suppose. I guess it's like Fred and George. Are they like the Fred and George yeah, duo? A little bit. They're kind of the comic relief sometimes. Yeah. And they're bros. Yeah. Not in real life, like Fred and George, but... Yeah. Oh, you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, which, by the way, I think I literally wrote down that the Hobbits are total bros. Like, they're... To- oh, yeah. But they're really... I mean, they really are good bros. Like, mm. they're there for each other, and that's such a nice yeah. heartfelt quote about friendship and loyalty and mm. everything, so... And it's between all of them, which I love. It's not like there's that one friend... Yeah. Where, like, he's, he's the rock. He's the one holding it together. It's yeah. Like, they're all looking out for each other, and... You can't have, oh, that's where, because then you turn the page and then there's another song. <laughs> there it is. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm pretty so. sure, not to spoil anything, when you get to Rivendell, I think there's like a whole chapter where they write songs. Or like a part of a chapter. Oh no. It's a lot of songs, I'm sorry. <laughs> do you think, do you think there's like that one hobbit in each little town that brings a guitar out and sits on the lawn and sings Wonderwall? Oh, definitely. Like, right, a, like the yeah, hobbit equivalent yeah. of Wonderwall. So is. after all, and everyone's like, <laughs> sing something else. This guy. Play Freebird. <laughs> <laughs> so they make preparations now that they all know. You know, it's a it's a situation of he didn't know that we knew that he knew. Or right. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now they all know, and they make preparations to rest for a bit and then leave real early in the morning. Real early. And um, Fatty Bulger is not going to come with them. Oh, which, by the way, I completely forgot Fatty Bulger was here for all this. <laughs> right? He's, he's, he's not like, really yeah. participating with the Yeah, group. he makes this, like, one comment, and I was like, oh, you're still there. <laughs> it was like, so Steph, yeah, it was like two pages later, and he hadn't talked at all, mm-hmm. and then he said something. I was like, oh, hey, dude, what's... What's Here up? Um, and we find out that he's going to stay behind and make it look like Frodo is there. And he's going to wear Frodo's clothes, which what could go sure, wrong? Right? I was like, what could possibly go wrong with that plan? Knowing that there are these black riders out looking for Frodo. Yeah. And, and we have a hobbit who's going to dress up like Frodo. They're even like comparing a little bit like Fatty Bulger is all freaked out by the forest. And he's like, oh, Hell no, I'm not going in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's way too dangerous. I'll stay out here where it's safe. Yeah. And we as the reader are like, maybe not. Like, yeah. There's Black Riders. He didn't see them, I guess. But... I'm pretty sure Tolkien even makes a note of like, yeah, it's not a... That's not going to go wrong at all. Or he, Tolkien makes a note of, like, they didn't even consider how dangerous that might be. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that means that, like, oh, actually, I technically, I know that at some point the Black Riders invade some town because I was looking at this interactive map during the episode that I did with Amy. Mm-hmm. She was like, I bet if you look up on, on a map, it'll have points that tell you where they are. And I was like, see, I'm afraid of Google searching stuff because I'm going to spoil stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I did it anyway, and then sure enough, spoiled myself, and I clicked on a, like, dot, and I was like, oh, is this where they met the elves in chapter... Nope, this is where apparently three black riders invade Crick Hollow. Mm. So, I'm assuming that's just gonna push happen. push it out of your brain, just don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm assuming that's gonna happen at some point, and they're gonna, like, get Fatty Bulger thinking he's Frodo, and... Mm. Bye-bye, Fatty Bulger. Apparently, apparently there are many other Fatty Bulgers that will take... Or Fatties. Just fatties. Yeah, there are many There's other Fatties, fatties that will book. take your place. Yeah, so they make these preparations and then go to bed. And Frodo has this very strange dream about a tall white tower, which... Mm. 
Considering I know the next one is called The Two, two towers. towers. See, I'm always afraid that I'm going to accidentally say <laughs> The Twin Towers. Like, oh, 9 11. That's, that's uncomfortable. And then I was like, did, for a second, I thought of it, I like, thought it was called the Twin Towers, and I was like, mm-hmm. did Tolkien predict 9-11? Conspiracy! I'm like, that'll be interesting to read about. No. <laughs> no, the no. Two very towers. different towers, yes. The Two Towers. Yes. And so, for, yes, Frodo has this very strange dream. At first he thought it was a great wind coming over the leaves of the forest. Then he knew that it was not leaves, but the sound of the sea far off, a sound he had never heard in waking life, though it had often troubled his dreams. Suddenly he found he was out in the open. There were no trees at all. He was on a dark heath, and there was a strange salt smell in the air. Looking up, he saw before him a tall white tower standing alone on a high ridge. A great desire came over him to climb the tower and see the sea. He started to struggle up the ridge toward the tower, but suddenly a light came in the sky and there was a noise of thunder. Mm, very ominous and spooky. Could it be foreshadowing of some I know, I li- Yeah, I literally wrote, <laughs> foreshadowing? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> Yeah, um, very subtle, mm-hmm. Tolkien. So yes, then we go into the next chapter, which yes. I'm so glad I decided to pair these chapters together because nothing happens. <laughs> so chapters really good dinner of mushrooms. Okay. Yeah, they had a good dinner and they found out that all of his friends are total bros. Looking just, out for him. Yeah. Spying um, a little bit as needed. Yeah, um, and then we get some foreshadowing at the end, and mm-hmm. that's it. Mm-hmm. So. On to chapter six, the old forest, or as I like to call it, the forest from the Wizard of Oz that the trees come alive and throw the apples at Dorothy. Because they talk about this forest like it, I mean, I put forest, vivid imagery personifying unfamiliar territory, Mm -hmm. or are the trees actually, is the forest actually alive? Because that was what I was a little unsure of at the beginning. I was like, okay, is he just like being really, because his... He says, everything in it is very much more alive, more aware of what is going on, so to speak, than things are in the Shire. And the trees do not like strangers. They watch you. They're usually content merely to watch you as long as daylight lasts and don't do much. I thought all the trees were whispering to each other, passing news and plots along in an unintelligible language. And the branches swayed and gripped without any wind. They do say the trees do actually move and can surround strangers and hem them in. So, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was, like, people who just go through the forest and it's their imagination mm-hmm. or it's dark or if it's, like, actually some evil being. But I'm assuming it's an evil, maybe not an evil being. It's an alive being. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, honestly. It's like, I think the trees are definitely supposed to be, like, sentient. Like, yeah. They're, they're messing with the hobbits. They're pushing them the direction they want to go and, like, deliberately off their course. But that is a good thought I hadn't thought about before, like... You know, they're going into it afraid already and, like, already really nervous and kind of that sense of, like, everything's getting in my way, everything's pushing me the wrong direction. Yeah. This kind of just general fear. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if, like, their fear makes it, yeah, makes it worse. Mm -hmm. Like, if they they were to go in super calm and collected and be like, nah, it's no big deal. Right. If it's, like, a more mental thing than anything else. Well, there's, what is it, Uh, Pippin. Like, they're all trudging along trying to make it through and all of a sudden he just yells out like i can't take it anymore like just let us through oh yeah yeah and they're like like, shut up pippin gosh so maybe pippin's not the best best. so (laughs) let's see so pretty much this is where this like the this chapter is really where i understand where people are coming from when they joke about like oh yeah there's a lot of walking this chapter Mm -hmm. is pretty much just an endless loop of like they walk they get a little bit stuck and then they have to like go another way and then they're like oh we have like we've like looped back around and we're not going north anymore and now we're going south and we got to go this way but the trees are blocking that way yeah, i mean there's there's things happening it's not like are there things happening? The trees I mean, are like dropping acorns on them and tripping them. I mean I, I mean in terms of let me put it this way in terms, <laughs> in terms of like plot Nothing happens in this. Nothing happens. This is like... It is very treacherous for the It's like 15 pages or so where pretty much all they do is just walk through a forest and get a little bit lost. And then they come to a clearing and they eat food for a bit. And Mm -hmm. then they are like, see, now we're in better spirits. I think we'll make it. And then they get lost again. Mm -hmm. I like that they're literally like, oh, you see that that shadowy place over there? Let's not go there. Yeah. And then they get on top of the hill and we're like, well... Here we are. Yeah, so I love yeah, I love that. Yes, yeah, so they're walking and the trees is it Mary? Who says it? Mary gave a whistle. Okay. A t- yeah, maybe I do like Mary the most because he says these trees do shift. 
There's the bonfire glade in front of us, or I hope so, but the path to the path to it seems to have moved away. Mm. So yes, we the trees do move. Yep. And every now and then it'll like make a path and I think like at one point they follow it and then another time they're like, no, that goes down into the valley. We don't want to go down that way. Mm-hmm. And then I believe when Tom B- Beetle the Bard, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Tom, Tom B- Bombadil. Bumblebee, Bombadil. <laughs> um, when, he show- Tom <laughs> when he shows up, uh, we learn that he's like come from the direction that the hobbits like avoided. And they're like, no, let's mm-hmm. not go that way. Mm-hmm. And they go the opposite way. And again, another Wizard of Oz reference. Before we started recording, I told Bethany, I was like, yeah, I have a lot of weird Wizard of Oz references. So first there was that, the forest. I was like, so are these like the evil trees that Dorothy picks the apple from? And then they throw the apples at them. Mm-hmm. And then they all of a sudden get really sleepy. And I'm like, is it like the, the, po- poppies. the poppies? Poppies <laughs> will make you sleep. And then they all fall asleep. So yeah, so... Which is one of them, Frodo or somebody, who's like, this isn't normal. Yeah, it was, yeah it's like, Sam or no. some. Yeah, they, like, stop to rest against a tree or something. Yeah, they stop to rest against a tree. Oh, it was Sam. It was my dude, Sam. Oh, Sam. I don't trust it. Yeah, so, yeah, Sam was like, yeah, so they all kind of stop for a bit and take a rest, I guess. And then Sam wakes up and is like, hmm, Frodo's not here. Wait a minute, this is a bit suspicious and Mm -hmm. weird. (laughs) Something's not right here. Right? Yeah, so he goes off and finds Frodo, who is like almost drowning in a river. Yeah, and the tree is like holding a root over him. You're like, oh shoot, like they were just so creepy. Passively aggressive up to this point, like kind of messing with you. Yeah, but like now it's this is the first time it's like they're actually trying to like harm the hobbits, these trees. Yeah, they're actually, yeah, actually trying to kill Frodo. I was wondering when I read this too if the trees are perhaps being more aggressive because Frodo has the ring. Yeah, that's like sense the evil. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was wondering is did they like some for some when they stopped to rest, did they like draw Frodo away from everyone Mm -hmm. else towards the river so that they could drown him and Mm -hmm. like because I guess if he I don't know if they know that like, oh, this evil is attached to a ring Mm -hmm. or if they could just sense it and if it was like in his pocket, they were like, oh, he's the evil one. Let's Mm -hmm. drown him now. Right. So, yeah, uh, Sam comes in. Oh, I did have a comment. I I just read. Yes, it says the withy backtracking a lot just because I'm flipping through my book. It says, The Withy Wendell Valley is said to be the queerest part of the whole wood, the center from which all the queerness comes, as it were. So does the Withy Wendell Valley have, like, a really lit pride parade? <laughs> Do they just, like, go ham every place? That's where the LGBT community just yeah. emerges from. <laughs> yeah, like, it says it's the center of all the queerness in, in the Shire, so do they just have, like, a really lit pride every month? Definitely. Like <laughs> In the middle of this really treacherous forest. Yeah, yeah 100%. Really dedicated. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, look at, like, the kind of parties that, like, Frodo... I mean, not Frodo. What's his name? Bilbo, mm-hmm. like, throws for himself, and, and, you know, the Hobbit's, like, whimsy and fun, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I don't know. I can see it, especially if Gandalf, <laughs> especially if Gandalf got, man, I'm, I mean, Where I'm just so, no, I'm just so glad. The only reason we know that, like, Dumbledore is gay is because J.K. Rowling said it after the books came out. I'm just so I feel like that's going to be a repeated thing that I'm so glad that Tolkien is not here to say like, oh, um, well, Frodo was actually a dragon. <laughs> that's not the word that I thought was going to come out of your mouth. He's actually a drag Surprise! queen. Surprise! <laughs> oh. That's how he thought it was going to go with. Whatever people tell you, Sam is not gay. <laughs> Don't listen to them. They're rotten liars. I was say our bros. I'm interested yeah, I'm interested to get more into that because I do know that there is this yeah, there's like speculation and talk if like Sam and Frodo are like gay bros together. <laughs> and I'm I'm only tempted to say I'm tempted to say given that I'm <laughs> 100 pages in right. and nothing else. Right. But, yeah, I'm tempted to say no, just because I think we need more, we need a lot more, like, representations in the media of just, like, strong male friendships, Mm -hmm. you know? Because it's, like, I have, like, I'm so, it's great when there are, like, new LGBT movies and representation and stuff, but at the same time, we also need these representations of strong, close male friendships because... 
like men can, you know, are afraid to show affection for their friend, for their male friends, because we are in a society that will be like, oh, that's gay. Like you're secretly gay because you like told your, you hugged your best friend or something like that. And it's like, no, we need, we need both of these things. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be an either or thing. Um, yeah. And that's something I've heard somebody say about like this story and also the movies particularly is like, there's characters you haven't met yet, but like the pinnacle of manliness, like you would Mm -hmm. never say anything about this guy other than like, he's a real man. Yeah. And like, is it the one does not simply walk into Mordor guy? Oh no, him too. That's not what I'm thinking of though. (laughs) But you're close. But like all throughout the movies, and I mean the books too, they like call each other like my dear Frodo, like my dear friend. They like kiss each other on the forehead. They cry. And you'd never be like, oh, like what a pansy. Yeah. No, these are like real emotions coming from these people and like yeah. it's okay. Like, and they're all they're all bros okay. together. They're all bros together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's yeah, I'm yeah, looking forward to that because it's good that Tolkien wrote that because it's healthy for people, especially especially because I'm sure like a lot of like boys have like I have, you know, watched the movies or like read these books or read The Hobbit or something. I bet it's a lot of, I bet a lot of the people who have read it are young boys mm-hmm. or like maybe like dads reading it with their sons. Mm-hmm. And like, isn't that how like, that's like how like the series basically started, right? The idea of Lord of the Rings, wasn't it like Tolkien telling stories mm-hmm. to his son? Yeah. And, and then was like, well, I guess I'll write them. Right. So other <laughs> people can read them. Yeah. So like yeah. it's. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing all that because it's good and healthy to show that and show that, like, yeah, this dude can, you know, like, chop an orc's head off right. with an axe and then also go and, like, tell and say, like, yeah, my dear Frodo, mm-hmm. too. Like, you can do both of these things. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's not an either-or. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, wow, what a fun so tangent. <laughs> Yeah, so back to the Wizard of Oz copies. <laughs> back to the killer <laughs> Yeah, so they fall asleep and come back, and they find that a tree has eaten Mary and Pippin. <laughs> I love Mary's legs are just kind of sticking out. Dang it. Yeah, dangling out. Yeah. And at one point, they try to, I love that they try to set it on fire. Right. And Mary's like, no! Oh, like, what did you think? The sentient tree has our friends. Yeah, he's like, I'm trying, he's like, we're still in here, it's trying to eat us. Right. He's like, please don't do this. And then, our homeboy, our home skinny biscuit, Tom Bidididay. Tom Bender's touch. Yeah, Tom Bidididay. Yeah, Tom. Benadryl cucumber patch. Comes in. And saves the day. I'm just going to read his whole, like, entrance. Because it's, I mean, it is very grand. Yeah. He describes, Tolkien describes him so heavily, and at the same time, we still don't know what Frodo looks like. Right. <laughs> he looks like Elijah Wood. Just yeah. <laughs> That's all I can picture. That's it. I was looking, blue eyes. When, whenever I type, whenever I'm like on Twitter and I'm just trying to like reply with a gif or something, to mm-hmm. some, and I, I always try to do it with like a Lord of the Rings gif, I just mm-hmm. type in Lord of the Rings. There are so <laughs> many like derpy gifs of Elijah Wood. <laughs> And I'm like, is was he good in these movies? Oh, he was so good, but there's a lot of derpiness. <laughs> from the gifts that I've seen, he looks so dumb. And I'm like, am I going to be able to take him seriously? Oh, absolutely. He's fantastic in those movies. But okay. It's... Oh, man. Anyway, so Tom, Tom Humbledy Abumbledy. Mm-hmm. There was another burst of song. Oh my gosh, imagine the song. I'm already angry. <laughs> Man. Yeah, so he comes in singing. I'm not going to sing the song or Please say it, it because I'm done. Gotta get the right meter. It says, <laughs> there was another burst of song, and then suddenly, hopping and dancing along the path, there appeared above the reeds an old battered hat with a tall crown and a long blue feather stuck in the band. With another hop and a bound, there came into view a man, or so it seemed. At any rate, he was too large and heavy for a hobbit, if not quite tall enough for one of the big people. Which, side note, I love when they I love when they say the big people or the <laughs> big folk, and then Tolkien also capitalizes that, so I just love right. anyway. Proper name. Though he made noise... Oh yeah, <laughs> let me back up. <laughs> At any rate, he was too large and heavy for a hobbit, if not quite tall enough for one of the big people. Though he made noise enough for one, stomping along with great yellow boots on his thick legs. 
and charging through grass and rush. Wait, I mm-hmm. yeah, I read that right. I yeah, can't yeah. read, guys. I have a podcast where I have to read a book and I can't read. <laughs> God, I think I had 20 tangents within this one thing. <laughs> We're going to get through Tom. Charging through grass and rushes like a cow going down to drink. He had a blue coat and a long brown beard. His eyes were blue and bright, and his face was red as a ripe apple, but creased into a hundred wrinkles of laughter. In his hands, he carried on a large leaf, as on a tray, a small pile of white water lilies. So, that is Tom There he is, my Bumblebee. dude. Bumblebee. I was a little... So, when you asked me to be on your podcast and told me what chapters we were going to be doing, I was like, oh, great, I'm just missing the Tom Bombadil chapters, because he is weird. Nah, he's and then here. I, and then I started reading it. It was like, darn you, Tolkien. Yeah, so we, so I, listeners, I know that just, I know that he's a big deal in the Lord of the Rings world slash lore, I guess. Not, Not lore. Yeah, yeah, like, because some, Tolkien wrote, like, a poem or something. Yeah, apparently there's, like, a book. I don't know if it's, like, of poems or, like, just about Tom Bombadil, but it's, like... The Tales of Tom Bombadil or something like that. But he's... Oh, the Tales of Beetle the Bard, oh. hey! <laughs> but there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of lore. I was doing all my research from the one wiki to rule them all, which seems like a reliable source. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that sounds great, but I'm afraid to go on it, because I think... Yeah, I'm, you should stay away. I'm afraid if I would, like, go click on his page, it would be like, Tom, who is secretly Frodo's father and dies in chapter seven. Well, <laughs> now you just ruined it for yourself. Like, well, and I'm like... <laughs> but, yeah, Tom Bombadil is kind of a fun, weird character, because just nobody knows what is going on with him. Like, he's there's just, all kinds of theories. He's like obviously super powerful yeah but he's also just this very yeah so he yeah so he comes in and it's basically like yo tree open up Mm -hmm. and it does and it Mm -hmm. listens so clear yeah so clear i'm just getting this impression that he's just this like cantankerous old fool who lives in the forest No, he's like just jolly and happy all the time like okay i guess yeah fun goofy character but i feel like he could just kill you by looking at you kind of thing oh jeez He's weird. So yeah, so obviously he knows he knows the forest, mm-hmm. and he call he knows I guess he knows this particular tree because mm-hmm. he calls it Old Man Willow, mm-hmm. and like sticks his head in the tree trunk and is like, "Oi, open up!" Mm-hmm. And then he pulls him out. Yeah, so he clearly commands this forest. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he's like lived in this forest or if yeah. it like started. I don't know. So Tom Bombadil has many other names in the Lord of the Rings lore. And nice. the elves, I won't try to say what they call him, but it means oldest and fatherless. So there's kind of, I think you'll probably get into this more in the next chapter too, but Tom Bombadil is possibly immortal, possibly God. Oh, lit. Like, <laughs> it, it, it just goes all over the place. But yeah, he's a really interesting character because... He just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. He is so powerful, but he's just like kind of goofy and whatever. Let's go home, eat honey, and chill out and sing songs. Yeah. And... I did. So, oh, just before he comes in, though, mm-hmm. I wrote down. Have you watched um, Avatar: The Last Airbender? So, speaking of moms, <laughs> I loved. Did your mom not let you watch I, it? Yeah, Same. I, lo- I loved it when I like first came out, and then watched the first season, and I got hooked. And then my mom was like, "Oh, that's Eastern religion. That's evil. You're not allowed to watch that anymore." So I still haven't finished it, and I'm it's, trying to like find will, someone to watch it with. Oh, I will a hundred percent watch it Absolutely. with you. Are you kidding? I will a hundred percent. You have it. it because that's my problem. Is finding um, it. look, I can a hundred percent find it illegally online. Oh, we'll, we'll bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put on a bunch of like, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, what are they saying, man? We're gonna have a storm in there." Yeah, all of a sudden got a huge like potty mouth in there, man. No, so in I think it's in like the second season. There's this episode where they get trapped in this, and by they I mean Aang, Sokka, and Katara. It's mm-hmm. the the gang, the OG, the OG, and they accidentally like get trapped in this like swamp forest, mm-hmm. and it's alive. And you come to find out that like all of the life stems from this single tree in the middle of the mm-hmm. forest. And anyway, and so they somehow get separated, mm-hmm. and the forest like 
somehow knows them and comes up with these mirages that are geared specifically toward them. Mm. And one of them is like Katara sees her mom who mm. is dead. Um, spoiler. <laughs> You're just killing me here. We don't need to watch the show anymore. <laughs> and then um, Sokka sees this girl who they had like met for the first time in the first season and they like he like misses him and she she eventually becomes his girlfriend but (laughs) another spoiler oh my gosh no they're not big (laughs) things um he like thinks he sees her and then Aang has this like vision of someone who he hasn't met before Mm. and it's we come to find out that it's actually this girl who is the earthbender that they're supposed to meet so he can learn earthbending Mm -hmm. I don't know. And so it was, it's like a very eerie episode where like they're all separated. They're in this forest. There's no way to get out. Like they can't fly out or anything. And then they all get separated. And then all these mirages come out. And then in come these, like, they're like the swamp benders. They're like a different part of the water tribe, Mm -hmm. but they like live in the swamp. And so they're basically like, I guess how you would imagine if like the water tribe lived in like Louisiana. (laughs) And so. No shade to Louisiana. Yeah. And so like they come in and kind of, I guess clear things up for them and are like no like this is the swamp and it's alive and here's this tree and everything mm-hmm. but it was the I don't know I, I was just like does this forest like know them like subconsciously no, Frodo or, and Sam or no I mean I guess we kind of talked about how it like seems to sense possibly that the ring is evil and it's with them yeah. or something and then it you know yeah and it yells at him mm-hmm. and or yells at the trees or whatever but I think it's aware of people too because it talks back at the very beginning about the Bucklanders built that hedge to like protect their property yeah. and then what was it like they chopped down some of the trees and like yes. the trees got really pissed off this is another episode of Avatar this is in the first <laughs> season okay the the firebenders come and they burn down a forest and then the spirit of the forest comes to the village mm-hmm. nearby every night and like kidnaps oh, someone and takes them to the spirit. And then Aang like goes into the spirit world and finds out that it's because the spirit of the forest is sad and angry mm-hmm. that the firebenders burned down the forest. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah. <laughs> everything can be connected to Avatar the Last Airbender. Or Harry Potter. Or Harry Potter. Or both. I mean, makes sense. Amy schooled me on... Oh, by the way, listeners, for those of you that don't know, Bethany and I went to college. Mm-hmm. Bethany was also a English major at CNU. If you can't tell by the fact that I read Lord of yeah. the Rings in middle so school. So I'm just going to go through... I'm just going to try and, I guess, go through the entire um, English department like of CNU. I would absolutely... I was going to recommend some other yeah. English department people. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, oh, so yeah. yeah, so if y'all are like, wow, she seems to have a lot of like CNU grads who are all English majors, because they know what they're talking about. Because we're great. They know what they're... If you're looking for a college. They know what they're talking about. They know what we're talking about. They uh, said the name of the show. Yeah, and then my last note of the chapter is, I see why Tom Bombadipa has the legacy, has this legacy in Lord of the Rings, because mm-hmm. he has quite a dramatic entrance and is basically like... Come along, little folk. I'll mm. talk to you. I don't know. It's just, it's, I forget if he says, like, come with me to my... Oh, yeah. So this is when we find out that he's like, oh, yeah, my house is just down that valley. Right. That the forest tried to lead you in that direction, mm-hmm. but you didn't listen to it. You oh, idiots. I didn't think about that. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it like make, yeah, it makes a point to say, like, oh, yeah, a path opened up, and they're like, let's go the other way. And then mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he says, like, oh, I'm located down this way and they're all like oh what an odd coincidence because that's what we were avoiding Mm -hmm. and he also just invites them in like in the middle of this very dangerous creepy forest yeah he stumbles upon these four like random beings like you'll find that too in this book other people don't know about hobbits and they'll just be very confused by them like people don't know about hobbits not really really. not a whole lot like they'll make a point a lot of thinking like they're like children or just being very confused, like, what, what's going on over here? Yeah, who Tom are the... Tom yeah. just like, yep, dinner's on. Yeah, who are, these, who are these small humans mm-hmm. that also act like five-year-olds? Right. And one of them... One in particular. And, and one of them <laughs> has an evil brain. Right, right. <laughs> what is this what's about? What's going on here? 
I mean, that's kind of all that happens in this chapter is we're, we're left with this cliffhanger mm-hmm. that they have gone off with Tom Bombadil yeah. and I'm assuming we'll learn more about him because the will. next chapter is in the house of Tom Bombadil. But you will not learn enough to answer all your questions. Awesome. I'm assuming it's just going to be like that for the rest of this series. Is I'm gonna, nah. I'm just gonna constantly have more questions and be like, Gandalf, come back! <laughs> You've told us nothing. I mean, but it wraps up really well. It's actually really funny because one of my English major friends that I was going to recommend to you texted our like English nerd group this morning and was like, guys, I just finished reading Return of the King. I have so many feels. You guys need to do it. And I was like, <laughs> funny you should say that. Because they like, a podcast. <laughs> We're a dumb, dumb read for the <laughs> I don't know if you've listened to the first couple episodes, but I like... <laughs> I didn't know there was more than one ring, despite the fact that the series is called Lord of the Rings. Plural. Plural. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, just from the movies, and I've only seen the first movie, and I barely... Oh, you have seen the yeah, first movie? Yeah, I've only seen the first oh. movie, and that was it. Um, Wait, so you know what's going to happen, like, the big no, things No, I here. really don't, because I remember nothing about it. Oh, okay, that's good. All I remember is being angry that, like, it got to the end of the movie, and they were nowhere near Mount Doom. I was yeah. like, you've done nothing. Wait, no, I remember talking about this on Twitter with you, and I got... Yeah, I was going to say, I live tweeted it because I had to watch it. Yeah, I had to watch it for... No, this wasn't in college. This was like, you tweeted something about Lord of the Rings and were like, the movie sucks. Oh, yeah. You take that back. Oh, yeah, that was like, (laughs) as I was just beginning this idea of like, should I start this podcast... I mean, let's bear in mind that I know nothing about Lord of the Rings, and this also could be a problem because I watched the first movie and I didn't like it enough mm-hmm. to, like, watch the other ones. Yeah. So I was like, this could be problematic where, like, I start this podcast series and then I end up hating the books. I mean, that would probably be a little entertaining, too, if you're just sitting here, like, ragging on it. Yeah, which, time, but... I mean, I feel like I've done a decent amount of that just between the excessive use of the word queer... <laughs> And then also... It was 1954. Oh, Gandalf does nothing. I mean, I'm sure he does other oh, things. Get but at, back. at this point, as he's, I tweeted the other day, he's as helpful as Apple Maps directions <laughs> to New Zealand. No directions available is yeah. what it said. By the way, side note, um, New Zealand is not where I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> where did you I think, think I New think Zealand I thought, was? I think because of like what I was picturing in my head, how it's very like... Obviously, it's otherworldly because that's mm-hmm. where they filmed all of these movies and stuff. Did and think I think New I was grouping real, huh? Did you think New Zealand wasn't? No, real? no, I was like grouping <laughs> it in my head with where um, Iceland is because oh, Iceland yeah. is all in my head. Iceland is all, also has these like insane like scenery and all this stuff, and you're like, there's no way that's real. Mm-hmm. And so in my head, I was like, yeah, it's just up there with it. <laughs> Google search, and I was like. I wonder what a flight to New Zealand would be like, because that would be fun. And then I looked at it, and I'm like, the cheapest flight is like $2,000. The shortest flight is like 35 hours. It's a real long I was like, trip. it's next to Australia? Yep. Other when side did of the world. this happen? When, when did they move New Zealand? <laughs> and, then, and then I kind of remember that, like, oh, yeah, like, New Zealand and Australia have, like, a history. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who conquered whom, but... The British were probably in there somewhere. Yeah. They were definitely in Australia. Darn them Brits. Darn them Brits. Um, also, I'm going to send you, and you can also tweet if you so choose, airplane safety video for New Zealand is yes. Lord of the Rings themed, <gasps> and it's fantastic. Like, they just embraced it. Oh, that's like, like, I mean, at this point, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, like, like 90% of their tourism. Mm -hmm. Maybe not 90%, because it does... Maybe not that high, If you, like, look up, it's stunning. Yeah, oh, it's gorgeous. I'm like, we should just, like, build a fence around this so, like, we can't ruin it. (laughs) Like, you can look from afar. (laughs) Like, guys, we have this one nice thing. (laughs) Let's not not ruin it. (laughs) Well, that was a fun chapter. That was great. Thank you for coming, even though you had a sinus infection. It's fine. Um, Bethany was a trooper, and <laughs> I was also hoping, I was like, can we record at your place? Because she is an awesome dog. You guys would have heard, heard any yet. of the podcast, though. It would have just been him yapping. I mean, that's a, time. I mean, I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> 
So what, I don't think the listeners would be care. like. <laughs> Maybe if we just like add a picture of him, uh, upload that as the cover. Like, upload that as the cover yeah, art. Like, oh look, this like, is very cute. Puppy. He's very cute. He's a dachshund. Bethany, would you, um, where can people find you on the internet if you want people to find you on the internet? Yes, follow me on Twitter at Bethany underscore Pile. She tweets once a day. <laughs> I, okay, I've been called out. I'm trying, but listen, I had a really good tweet yesterday. About, I was, like, cooking dinner, and I play, like, fancy, like, French music, and I was literally cooking box macaroni and cheese, <laughs> and no one liked it! So, oh, go, I didn't see it, Go for me, like my tweets, they're funny, I think. I'm also on Instagram, and I post pictures of my dog and my food. Yes, like, all basic cats girls. Yes. You can see my dog. He's great. I've never met him, but I'm assuming he's great. <laughs> he is great. He's just a lot. He's I get that. Busy, I get that. But... My dog is also a lot. Yes. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So. But my Instagram is pile of gold. P-Y-L-E, P-Y-L-E. You can find me on Instagram at MC Turn Down for Watt. You can find me on Twitter at MC Watt 416. But now recently, I just kind of want to change it to, I want to change my Twitter handle to just call me MC because the amount of people it's who. so passive aggressive. Um, I, have you seen what my Twitter name is currently? Yes. Which yeah, is my name is, my name is Mary, my name is Mary Clay, not Mary. So yeah, I'm like giving up now and I'm like, just call me MC. Just do it. Just do it. I, I wonder if I would have been, if I would have been cooler if I had just gone by MC growing mm, up. Yeah. If I would have been like the cool, yeah, exactly. Right. If I would have been the cool kid. Right. As opposed to. What you become now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in a public library. And the team. Hey, public the team. Libraries are great. Oh, oh no, I love I love the public. Isn't oh, this yeah. library this is the nicest amazing? library ever. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was just redone. What was I saying? Yes, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at MC Turn Down for Watt and Twitter at MC Watt four one six. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Tolkien About Pod. That's what I'm talking about is a production of Bacon and Eggs. You can learn more about that by going to baconandeggs.media, she says, unsure of herself. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tyler. Just go to baconandeggs.media and see what happens. See what happens. (laughs) The cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram, which I recommend doing, at graphite.bmb. Next week, I will be doing two chapters in one episode again. So if you're reading along, you can read chapters seven and eight. That's what I'm talking about.